Hello, and welcome to New Matter, the SLAS podcast where we interview life science luminaries. Today, I am honored to present Dr. Shahaya Harbi. How are you, Shahaya? Wow, luminary. <laughs> I love <laughs> You've it. You've been upgraded for this call. Wonderful. No, exactly. I'll take it. Okay. Same challenge as everybody gets at the beginning. Can you tell us what you do day to day in 10 words or less? Early start, coffee in hand, generally a minor walk, process notes um, for the day at the helm at 6 and 7 a.m. And then it goes all day until about 10 where I'm responding to emails or a West Coast call. Holy cow, you're the first person who's given us process knowledge. I think most people are very top level and they say things like, I saved the world through cancer drugs. But okay, I like it. What do you do with your notes in hand and you're making decisions until 10? So usually, you know, I wear multiple hats. So I wear numerous, numerous, numerous hats. I have a faculty appointment. Now it's transitioned to adjunct. I have a startup, which that transition. And so let me back up. I had a full-time faculty appointment while finishing a PhD. And one year, I tell this story. I was on jury duty in New York City and I still went to my lectures and I still went to lab. And it was intense, but I have sort of, I mean, my gift is time management. And so Mm -hmm. when I wake up, and sometimes I do even wake up in the middle of the night and I take down notes, it's sort of processing, you know, thoughts that. I might have missed. And so then uh, when I go on a nice walk in the morning or... I mean, I've had several conversations with committee calls with you guys where I've been on a walk. It's sort of just a way to process information and then get back at the helm. And so it's usually time is set aside to data analysis, grant writing. And the consistent for the last 15 years has been the teaching aspect, uh, responding to emails and grading. and But the trajectory has been moving from uh, you know, the educational component to academia to startup world, which has been a challenge, but a very healthy challenge. So my apologies at the top, I guess I should have introduced you as Professor Dr. Shahaya. No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I must ask, what do you profess and what do you engage in in your business? I teach science to non-science students that it's not their major, but I've also taught graduate students. I've taught clinical fellows. I generally like teaching. And now that I'm more senior, I generally like teaching science to students that may have no interest in science. And so I develop course content online and I develop curriculum. And so I've been doing that for a long time. I mean, at Carnegie Mellon, my first week at college, I was teaching SATs to local community kids. So I've been, I was born like in utero, I was in a lecture hall. Okay. My mom was teaching in utero, I was in a lecture hall. So that aspect of my life will never end. But the science is what sort of is the driver. And I call it coaching versus teaching. I like Mm -hmm. actively being involved in the science because then it sort of makes me more relevant in what I do and what I say. And so I call it like a bit of skin in the game. So that then translates to making me more of a holistic scientist, translating to a population or cohort that may have never had the right instructor. And so I like to make it accessible for everyone. But then on the other end, like this last month, for example, it was really intense. I was on a three-day NIH review panel mm-hmm. for vaccine immunology trials of what, what's going on with our pandemic. And Good time then, for that, right? <laughs> yeah. And so then you have that level of intensity and rigor. And then, you know, I like translating that to 
people it actually affects. Gotcha. So tell me a little bit about how that interfaces with being a startup founder and executive. I mean, how do you keep those worlds apart or do you? Are you the same person who shows up to both? Are you Professor Harvey in both climates or do you do a different professional act in the other context? Well, so the entrepreneurial pivot really happened based on like a faculty service experience. So I was asked to serve on a Clinton Global Initiative entrepreneurial program at NYU. And so basically, I was a faculty judge. And so I reviewed some really great and exciting you know, technologies and uh, applications that went directly to market from coding apps to clean water in Africa. And so I realized even at that stage, I wanted to be more involved with the science that actually translates to clinic. And so that was a really critical... I learned as much from my teaching and my students and my faculty colleagues as they do from me. And so I had the same passion that you know the people presenting had. And so I thought what they were doing was really immediate and important. And so I made the critical pivot of transitioning my science into direct to market, direct. And so then I started, you know, sort of engaging more with SBIR grants, which is very different than the, you know, R1s. And, and so that's been happening since 2016. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's a very different ecosystem. So Shahaya, you brought up some interesting points in there, which transitions neatly to my next question, which is you've said that you have mentored trainees into amazing faculty positions, and you've mentioned the role of technology in being in right places at right times and taking advantage of opportunities and, and helping to self-promote your science. So those all sound like they're very good tips for younger generation scientists. But what other advice do you have for people who are in first year of graduate school or first year of a new faculty position? What should they be doing, learning, evincing? So one of the reasons I spend so much time with SLAS is because I've grown with SLAS. So for example, years ago, we worked with Fluidime in optimizing their assay, right? And I think a month after I enrolled in an SLAS course, it was a microfluidics course, basically. So I wanted to understand the technology like, what is this? How is this working? Can I build one myself? And after the course, it was like a weekend course. I walked away thinking, great, I completely understand the technology, this lab on a chip. Mm-hmm. I've already optimized the assay from the QPCR perspective. So I could literally build my own. <laughs> uh, that with same my- weekend. Holy cow. No, I mean, no, but the, it, so that to that point, it's challenge your silos. I'm not an engineer, right? But the instructor teaching the lab on a chip course ended up being one of SLAS's presidents and she was remarkable. You know, I still have the booklet and, you know, from showing the different versions of, you know, a paper assay to a full-on, you know, instrument-driven lab on a chip. And so I think, you know, beyond your academic silos, take advantage of societies that offer really great programs and academic uh, lectures and certification programs. And so I think for me, that was really an important thing to have somebody teach a course for me to understand the technology to then, you know, go back and feel really good about its use. And so just identify industry partners early, understand what, how that translates beyond your work 
I mean, beyond the networking, the basic science and just engaging in more of like an educational focus that maybe isn't available at your institution. Very important. So, okay. Thank you for that. And we do appreciate it. And our listening audience certainly can build from those suggestions. Um, tell me more about SLAS and you. you. You said that you really love SLAS and you took an inspiring short course early, but what other ways do you see the society changing, growing in the future? And how are you excited to get involved? Yeah. So I think I, I generally like propose programs to the society. For example, uh, you know, recently I proposed courses on data vis- visualization and uh, more programming courses that are available for scientists that want to engage. And in- which, quick editorial note, we did actually premiere two of those your suggestions uh, at 2020's conference, and they were very well attended. So thank you. Yeah, I mean, these are basically a wish list that I have, and so I think then you know other people can also take advantage. Um, I think more of the uh, industry collaborations, I think, is really great. But you're already doing an excellent job. And as far as the academic industry government showcases, I mean, I I can't make any suggestions. You guys do such a good job as far as the... No, I I, I walk away like inspired. I walk away thinking, uh, you know, uh, there are different ways to tackle challenges. And I think, you know, for someone who has very limited time, I think that's really important when engaging in conferences that you're getting the most out of it. And you guys were some of the uh, front runners and as far as like the single cell work and, uh, you know, uh, I mean, we're still having a robust debate about CRISPR, but the actual application of CRISPR people were using in like industry and what to do and what not to do from like a uh, critical insider perspective. And so I think just really... Um, there's very little that I can say to optimize the society. And the only things that I can suggest are maybe additional courses that you know I have suggested and you have implemented. So, Thank you much. Well, so, Professor Dr. Harvey, um, our <laughs> time with you grows short. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts you want to offer to the hundreds, nay, thousands of listeners who are enthralled by your words? Don't give up. Don't hang up. It's really just keep up the good work. Um, I love saying, you know, uh, there's a Muhammad Ali quote, right? Do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, if it's not uh, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, then I'm probably out. <laughs> so basically, I think it's something like you're out on the road long before you dance under the lights. And I think gotcha. that's really critical for every scientist. You know, there's a lot of work that that happens and and it's okay. It's a It's a part of the process and the trajectory and... The lights component are, is really just as critical. And so just don't hang up. Gotcha. And with that, sadly, we will hang up. <laughs> but that's to, th- <laughs> that's to thank you, of course, Professor Dr. Shahaya Harvey. Um, thank you for your time and your devotion to SLES. I'm so happy you're safe, Mike. Really nice to hear from you. Thank you much. Bye.